ACP Church family, welcome to the No Borders podcast, where every week we will discuss the sermon and share some personal takeaways. We are currently in our series going through the book of Psalms, where our pastors will dive deeper into some of these important scriptures rooted in worship of our God. If you enjoy this podcast, church, please share with your friends and family. All right. So thank you for joining me today. Today on the podcast, I have my sister-in-law, Kyla. Hello. We've got Britt. What and we got Brandon back. Uh, How you doing? So we will be going over the sermon today. Um, but just before we <laughs> kick it off, um, you know, just a, a question that came out of nowhere. Um, has anybody been out of the country lately? Oh, oh my goodness. What? What? Oh no, I know everyone on here is wondering where I've been. I, the people want to know, brother. Go ahead, Kyla. You got two minutes. This is very exciting. This is your okay. moment. I knew that the people wanted to know. Listen, I went to Greece, Ooh. Turkey, mm-hmm. um, and Italy. Wow. Nice. Have you guys ever been or no? Greece, Never. yes. Really? The other two. Yeah, I've been to Greece three times, actually. Wow, yeah, I led what? I led mission trips to Greece, to Thessaloniki. Oh, wow. Thessaloniki, well, which I formerly Thessalonica. Was on a mission there, too, to shop. But, <laughs> oh, boy. Completely different. <laughs> oh, it's so good. A little bit different. No, it was That's a great so trip. Good. It's good to be back, though. They don't have Starbucks over there. Really? So, mm-hmm. and Do the they ice have cr- a version of Starbucks there? Or well, like I mean, something they have a lot of frappes. Yes. I know they love their frappes. I'm going to say, I ordered just straight cappuccino, no modifications, Beautiful. which is crazy for me mm-hmm. um, because I just didn't know how else how to order <laughs> anything else so I just got cappuccinos start somewhere right the ice cream was lame I know everyone wants you're to know. an ice cream person too I, so. I live for it I mean yeah. I mean I'm supposed to say I like live for my kid or something but <laughs> <laughs> was it not sweet uh, or I, it's just it's gelato so it's like thick uh, it's just okay. not yeah, it's yeah. not for you so I'm glad to be back back here but well, it was glad good. to have you back oh thanks brother we are really quick mm-hmm. did you did some type of bible tour while at least one while yes, you were there right yeah, that was in it Turkey? Was, yeah it was and it was really cool i loved it so my poor friend though that i drugged there i mean first of all you i drugged. mean she, Is that she what you said drugged. Dr- you, you said wait drugged. a minute oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. oh, you, okay, i should have drugged her during the tour she probably would have enjoyed it more but uh, yeah the poor she was exhausted and she's still complaining about it she's like i'm still sore what was me. the tour it was the house of Mary. So it was oh. like where Mary lived the, you know, the remainder days of her life. Wow. And it was cool. It was very that cool. That is really cool. Um, and I we, we did do, any other questions about she it. Was try, he's okay. trying to get me to say what the, it was called and I can't ever say it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who can say it? I think I... Ephesus. Yes. It's so hard. It's Ephesus. such a big word. Ephesus. Why is there an E and a P so close together? You know, there's lots of S's. It's a tough one. Lots of vowels. There's lots an H of, in there. Yeah, yeah. There is an H in there. <laughs> it's so hard. funny. He tried to set me up, you guys. I didn't fall for it. Good, I, uh, thank you. Anyways. Well, so. we're glad to have you back. Thanks for and, asking. Uh, no problem. I forced him into that icebreaker question. So. <laughs> yeah, he, I like how he was like, it just came up yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> So uh, going to the sermon, uh, Pastor Tom is going through the book of Psalms. He uh, kind of mentioned at the beginning, uh, going into five different categories for the Psalms, the Thanksgiving Psalms, the Royal Psalms, Lament Psalms, Wisdom Psalms, and the Celebration Psalms. So we're kicking it off today, going over the Thanksgiving Psalm, and he kind of said that we, uh, the teaching team is going to pick one Psalm from those different categories and go through those over the next few weeks. Um, and he mentioned that the Psalms are uh, God's way to reveal himself to us and enhance our relationship to him. Um, 
from those categories, is there any one in particular that you guys kind of connect with or speaks to you right now and, um, and why from those five categories? Not even right now, but even through my life. I love the celebration songs, man. They get me pumped up, fired mm-hmm. up, especially when you start reading about what they're celebrating and what God has delivered them from. It's just uh, the celebration songs, man, psalms, man, they get me They get me fired up. <laughs> yeah. I like today. Yeah. Today was a great. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, just, I don't know, maybe just because of stuff that I've walked through recently. Mm. Um I connect with it a lot. And so for me, it was just, it was a great message and a good reminder. And so that's what I choose. Yeah. But. I, I like the Thanksgiving myself, uh, especially with this, everything with um, new children and dealing mm, with money issues right sure. now. But at the same time, I'm like, wow, we are incredibly blessed. So, so Thanksgiving is definitely speaking to me right now. Mm-hmm. Kelsey and I have been talking about that as well. My yeah. wife and, and just, talking about like even when things feel tight we look at what we have compared to what others have and and friends in our lives and we're just like we are so grateful that no matter what season we're in every need is every need is met like Mm -hmm. absolutely whether whether it's just what we need or if it's more than what we Mm -hmm. need it's always met and that's yeah that's the question is similar well what is the issue like why do i feel so stressed right yeah exactly and then you start looking back and it's like i've never went Wanting, like, right? Exactly. It's, it's exactly. always met. It's, exactly. It's just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, bro? Um, I tend to kind of uh, think about the wisdom songs, psalms, I guess, a, a little bit more. Um, I knew you well, were going to pick yeah. that one. Doctor. Obviously, a lot of smart one of the guys. Absolutely. I'm not saying I understand them, but like <laughs> yeah. you know, a lot of times uh, I'll I'll go to those to just. Um, I don't know. Have something to to think about a little bit more and chew on. And, sure. But, um, so when he talked a little bit too, he talked a little bit about singing these Psalms. Have you guys ever sang the Psalms at all? I mean, on my own? Yeah. No. Okay. I mean, I've never, I, I don't really sing on my own much. Like, the world should thing. be thankful for that. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, obviously in church and stuff, you know, some of those, mm-hmm. you know, old school, that sounds mm-hmm. bad. like, yeah. you know, going Hymnals. to, yeah, 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 I've, yeah, I've sang them, but yeah. not just let me sing. Like, let me put it to, you know, the happy birthday song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. No joke. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> Every time I read a psalm that starts with a psalm of David to the choir master, in my head as I read it, I try to sing it. Sing and I'm it. like, this makes no sense. It doesn't work. I don't know why. This doesn't sound like a song. But, like, I'm sure they had a way of singing it that worked perfectly. But every time I do and I get that, I look at I try to put it to a rhythm. I'm like... I can't find it. I can't find it. But no, it's 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 funny. Anytime I see that to the choir master, I'm like, all right, let's try to sing this one. <laughs> I can never never get it. Yeah. Um, so so then he kind of went into um, introducing the psalm, and then he talked quite a bit about uh, Sheol. Now, why do you think God didn't give a clear explanation of the afterlife to those who lived uh, before Jesus? And he kind of referenced Sheol as being this chaos, this emptiness. Um, how do you guys think of, of Sheol and um, anything come to mind from that section? Um, I, can, <laughs> I feel like I only have really like deep thoughts to unpack with this one. Just from It, it, it reminds me of things I learned about Sheol and, and my theology classes in college. And, and so a lot of people, you hear the deep emptiness, the cold, the, the chaos. 
and and a lot of people would think complete separation from God, right? And then I had a theology professor who posed the 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 possibility that what if it's not that at all? What if you are completely cut off from the grace and the love of God, mm-hmm. but it is the fullness of his wrath and the fullness? Mm-hmm. Because if you think of God as omnipresent and you see David saying, if I make my bed, you know, here, you're, you're in the in the depths of Sheol, there you are as well. Is it the fullness of his wrath? Is that what Sheol is? And that would kind of makes this chaos, this darkness, this like scary. It's, it's, it seems very scary to me. So, and, and, and not saying that's my belief. I'm just saying this, it's a very interesting thought to pose and think about. If you uh, consider uh, a lot of times uh, the Jewish people can uh, make a comparison between Sheol and the ocean. Mm. And it's kind of hard for us to understand this because we understand what's on the other side of like the Atlantic. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, there's Africa, Europe, but if you um, if you consider that they had no idea what's on the other side, and all you see is this vastness, and it's mm. empty, and there's no there's no sense of hope or mm. anything like that. I I think that really brings in that whole idea of why we need Jesus, why we needed a Messiah mm. from from an Old Testament point of view. Um, yeah, yeah. For I don't know what it just came to mind, but I'm um, thinking about Sheol and the, like the kind of parallels to like solitary confinement of like just being alone in a place where there's nothing to do, nothing around you and everything, and how that's one of like the, you know, biggest um, kind of punishments we can give somebody here Mm -hmm. and kind of that parallel of like, you know, that emptiness away from, of God is, you know, probably the worst thing that we could think of. And so, um, but yeah, anything else come to mind? No, I mean, I liked how he compared, he told his story, you know, story of falling in the well. Yeah, and, wow. You know, yeah. And, you know, obviously I've heard that story um, a lot, but to hear it put in a comparison to what he was talking about today, it, it was just a very, I guess, I don't, realistic way to describe, you know, the meaning it's of like it. It's like a tangible way yeah, to yeah. understand yeah. it. Totally, to like, yeah, totally. yeah, yeah, It was a very good and illustration. It was a, yeah. It was I've never heard time. that story. That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> and, and kind of like my grandmother being the reference of like pulling him out. Yeah. Like, don't move. I've got you. Right. Mm. But if you do, you're going to slip farther away. <sighs> yeah. You mm-hmm. know, um, was a very, the correlation between the two, you know, um, and then it was a very understanding, like how you can put it together. And then interesting, we pray sometimes, we ask God, what do I do? Yeah. And sometimes he says, just be still. Yeah. Be mm-hmm. still, just don't move. Mm-hmm. Be still. And it, it doesn't make sense to us because we're like, well, no, you're God. You're, you're giving us you're giving us things to do. You, you tell us to go do things. But like, what do I do now? Be still. That's incredible. And a lot of times when he tells us to be still, it's in those moments where mm-hmm. we're like, we feel like we, we don't know where we're at. We don't know where we're going. We So that's yeah. The way you said it's it, a, like that, you you referenced his illustration, made me think of that even more. That's mm-hmm. that's so cool. Yeah. No, I I think I didn't even think of that part of it, but yeah. Yeah. You know, we all find ourselves in different pits, like you said. Some of us that are made by ourselves, some of our um, are not in our control. Um, but looking at when we're in those pits, when we're going through those, you know, difficult times, you know, like like you said, having that reference point, being able to to ask God what you should do. Maybe, maybe that advice is, maybe that uh, wisdom is just being still. Mm-hmm. Um, so he made some observations about, you know, those pits that we get into. And the first one, he says that God doesn't keep us out of the pit. You know, what do you think the purpose is? And uh, what do you think about the pits that, you know, we get into where God didn't keep you from it? We kind of just went in into that. Uh, anything come to mind with that, ob- that first observation that God doesn't, you know, 
protect us from falling in the pit. I mean, I love it. I mean, I mean, I love the reference because I think sometimes, first of all, I don't want to be in the pit. Yeah, I love I falling in the pit. pit. It is awesome. But um, I will say um, it's, it's a good reminder that it's like, hey, you, just because you're in the pit, it doesn't mean that God doesn't want you, like, want you to grow from it. And that mm. there's a reason that he, you know, allowed it to happen. Um, and like you said, sometimes when you're in it, you don't, you literally don't see the way out. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no, all you see is being lost mm-hmm. forever, you know, to, to whatever the pit might be. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I guess it's reassuring that God doesn't, he doesn't, it's not like you got in the pit and then God's like, like he let you, I mean, he, it, he wants you there to grow, not necessarily, um, and you don't feel it in that moment. Cause I've gotten myself into a lot of pits. <laughs> And uh, when I'm in it, there's been some really heavy ones that I've not. Yeah. I didn't know how he was going to use it. It's like, um, why? And yeah. yeah. And why? a lot of times I didn't know that he would eventually use it. Mm. You know, I was just so caught up in my own uh, moment. You know, I I don't know. Yeah, no, that's that's so good. And I, I think of, I've never grown from an easy situation. It's like situations yeah, that are just it's true. kind of the the answer is right there or, or it's a really quick fix or whatever. I've never really grown in those moments. Mm-hmm. So I do think that God, he doesn't necessarily want us to fall in the pits, but when we do, he works all things for good, right? So he's going to make us stronger. He's going to make us uh, more efficient, more resilient from that. Um, that and it, it makes me think of, like you said, you couldn't see how he was going to use it or, or if he was going to use it or when he was going to use it. Like that, that's awful thing you're going through. It reminds me of the Israelites. Like how, how long have they been promised a promised land and a temple to, to, to glorify God in, and it took years and years and kings and kings, and finally Solomon builds the temple, and they have this incredible 14-day celebration celebrating that, what, 40, 50, 60, or actually hundreds of years, really, from Moses to mm-hmm. then uh, uh, celebrating this this promise that finally came to consummation. But um, so it reminds me, yeah. like, we, we go through things sometimes that are maybe a year, two years in the making, and then we see why we went through it, right? Yeah. And, and so you just be patient. And I do love that he also talked about, so, you know, things that, you know, I've done in my life, uh, you know, many of you know, like addiction and and things like that, where I dug that hole. Mm-hmm. Like I was part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked that he compared to it not, like the person not, you know, sometimes you get into a hole that you didn't actually even create. Sometimes yeah. you're just in there, yeah. you know, and you're like, wait, I wasn't really a part of this. How did I get here? You know? Yeah. And um, I liked both of that comparison yeah. on like, which he shouldn't leave us in that pit so long. <laughs> we didn't dig, we didn't yeah. do it, you know, but. <laughs> but you know, I, I actually like, I don't, I, this might sound weird, but I, tend to think of God communicating through the contrast, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you said something where you're saying, you know, if everything was good all the time, you know, what am I learning? What am I growing? What, you know, it, it, is any deficiency being shown to me mm-hmm. or anything like that? But in through our, high, our highs and our lows, um, I do feel like we, uh, God allows us to grow in those moments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it teaches us what we need teaches any sin that in our lives that we haven't even uncovered yet Mm, that you're like, Oh wow. Like this is the reason, you know, I have, I mentioned money problems. I have a problem with spending. Sure. You know, maybe I need to look into that a little bit more. Maybe I need to be a little bit, um, a better steward of my resources and so forth. Mm. Um, 
but it does stink. And it always feels longer than mm-hmm. what it should be. <laughs> always. Like, Boy, the pit feels long. <laughs> right. But it always is, it also, it, it stays there in the memory, right? You mm-hmm. can always go back to it when you're out of the, uh, yeah. out of the pit. You know, you're, you always have that to, to draw from. Right. Um, for whatever next comes. And I always love the saying, the test will one day be a testimony. Mm-hmm. So I love that. You can look back to that pit mm-hmm. and then share with people that are now in that same right. pit you were in and share with what happened to you, you in your life. Right. It so becomes a testimony you can share and teach people I, through. Right. Exactly. So the question is, would you rather not have that pit in, right. in your life? Yeah. You know? In the so, pit, you're probably like, yes, I'd rather not have the pit. Right. Exactly. But yeah. Then looking back at some of my pits, for instance, just my divorce, I thought that was literally the worst thing that ever happened to me. Mm, I never saw myself recovering from it. And now I look at the relationship that I have and this baby on the way and all these things that God is blessing in my life and in my relationship and my new family. And it's like, oh, Mm -hmm. yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. This makes a lot of sense. Like I, this, I'm, you have so much better for me and, and, and in your plans. And so it's, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just thinking about, you know, that absence of any pits is not kind of the goal because we kind of need those. They, God uses those to grow us closer and everything. And, you know, we can't avoid pit, that pits are going to be inevitable in our lives. And so how are we, the question kind of came to me with how are we kind of preparing ourselves to, you know, experience those pits or to be able to get through them a little bit, you know, less rattled and everything. I, and I think about, you know, you're not going to know a lot of times if, if you're going to get sick, but you can Mm. prepare, like go through like the hard things of working out, preparing, you know, your body to be as healthy as it can be Mm. for if, if something like that were to happen or discipline, you know, you're not going to doing something that's hard, you know, giving yourself some type of um, chosen suffering in a sense, like helps you prepare for the, the unexpected. And so how can we in our lives, you know, be disciplined in our lives to, to help us when those things come, come about. Um, but then he get, got into the, the second observation is that God hides his face from sinners. And how does that make you feel? And is there anything that came to mind from that? Cause he referenced the story from Chronicles 21 of David numbering his people and, um, that census that, that he took and that he said that, you know, God hid his face from David there. Is there anything that came to mind during that part of the sermon? I mean, it was tough to hear. I mean, cause it's, you know, it's one of those things where if you keep sinning, you know, you're, you're not trying to walk with God, you know? Mm. So if you're doing the known sin that you know that you shouldn't be doing. Yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, how does it make me feel? Like I need to think about that a, <laughs> a lot more that it doesn't uh-huh. make me feel good. Uh, yeah. a tough yeah. reminder. That part certainly doesn't feel good, but I do love that he followed it up with, but he doesn't reject the repentant mm-hmm. heart of a sinner or the repentant. That's the next one. There you it, go. So sorry, yeah. I jump ahead. I'm so sorry. But like, yeah, because when he said that first part, I'm like, oh, like I'm feeling yeah. a little like yeah. sheepish. And then like he responds with that, oh, but, that mm-hmm. big but. <laughs> no no pun intended. Okay. To that point though, you can't separate one from the other, right? right. Like that, the the second part is... It's a good thing to know, but in, it's only good unless you know the first part mm-hmm. that, you know, God does hide his face. Yeah. Which, yeah, so by true. the way, that is tough. That is tough. I mean, that hides your face. That's like such a. Think about someone doing that to uh, you in conversation, right? Like yeah, if, yeah, so yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. having a conversation and they just turn from you in disgust, like. Right. 
Oh, oh, the way I look at it is my my own dad. You oh. know, I, I have a great relationship with my dad. If you know, if he saw me do something and he was like, "Oh, I just can't. I can't even look at you right it's now." It's almost like a yeah. little bit <laughs> yeah. of embarrassment, a little right, bit of yeah, right that shame like, and oh, oh, that would be yeah. hard. To, but I mean, like he said, like it, you always have that repentant, yeah. you know, um, aspect. Yeah, that's a good way to look. at it. I never, yeah. I didn't think about like in, like yeah, like in conversation if someone turned your head like, oof, mm-hmm. that would be. That'd be hard. That would, that would strike a nerve. Like, yeah. oh no. <laughs> and then, yeah, he he went into kind of uh, getting in, into where you know negotiating with God. Um, you know, when you get into those situations. Um, but when he when he referenced uh, David there, you know, he was doing well. You know, having all these people under his 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 rule and everything. And uh, you know, he did did the census in and what you know it was that sin of pride that kind of, you know, crept up in that, that story there. And that's a hard one because it, it is something that, you know, you can feel like you're doing something for God, or you can feel like you're, you know, doing something that feels right or feels, you know, I guess, uh, rewarding in our culture. And mm. that can be something that is, you know, in, in this instance, you know, um, you know, keeping you from God and God can hide, hide his face from you even in something that, you know, may be rewarded in our world. And yeah, our right, today. in our lives here. Yeah, yeah so true. Mm. Now, um, and then the third, you know, observation he went into is God never rejects repentant sinners. Um, you know, Brent mentioned it there, but anything come to mind for you when um, he mentioned that? I think that repentant part, right? Because, like, we can come sometimes out of, asking for forgiveness, maybe for wrong reasons sometimes, like for, for our own self-esteem, for our own, whatever it may be. If we have a truly repentant heart though, that's, I think the, the key there, the heart has to be, you have to be truly repentant of what you're doing and what you've done. Um, I want to hear feedback from that. Though. I was like, about that to ask you, what yeah. does that mean? Yeah, I know. That's what, you know so I want to ask you, I wasn't asking, I said my part, it's your turn. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the hard part. I, and dur- during the sermon, I was really thinking about this, like just thinking of maybe some unrepentant sin in my life. And I was mm. like, you know, I, yeah, I can ask for forgiveness right now. Um, and I know Jesus gives freely, mm. but am I going to, you know, am I going to commit that again? Yeah. Like, and if I do commit it, was my first asking of forgiveness truly I think, sincere? I think that's mm-hmm. the you question. It's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, and because it can be right, it, it can be right. And we just make mistakes and right. we just stumble into it again. Right. But I have all, always said, a mistake made over and over is no longer a mistake. It's right. a, it's a deliberate decision right. at that point. Right. So it's it's so it's such a hard right. line. You yeah, know? yeah. I thought like at the end when he was talking about David turned and and just gave thanks and then you know asked for the repentance, but you know did what he could only do, and that's give thanks for you know for for God and um you know, would spend the rest of his life telling the goodness of God, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, as far as, you know, the whole repentance and God turning away and, and doing all of those things um, brings it back to what we should be doing. And that's giving, you know, God thanks and, and telling people of the goodness that he walked with you out, of, you know, pulled you out of the pit mm-hmm. and all of those things. Yeah. Um, but anyways. No, I think that's good. I think that, um, you know, it, it does give us hope. It does, you know, give us that hope that, you know, no matter how far away we get, we can always, uh, come back and he won't reject us. And so 
it may be that learning process of doing it over and over again. But, um, you know, if you cling to God, if you, you know, talk with him through that, I think he's going to find you through that process. And it's going to look different for everybody, whether it, you learned it on the first one or <laughs> the 99th one. Um, but yeah. Is that why we sang the good, the goodness of God? I think tied it all in. Guys. Oh, there you go. Ashley must have had the message. have questions <laughs> all the time. <laughs> I'm like, did they, was that intentional? It was. Okay. I can almost guarantee him and Ashley talk about the sermon and what songs they're going to do. They've got yeah. to, because it really is always so perfect. You're, you're when, you're he brought, when he started here, talking about it, I was like, oh, we sang the goodness of God right before he did the message. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do a like behind the the scenes yeah. podcast. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yep. Uh, Church myths debunked. <laughs> but um, so anyway, just thank you guys for for joining me today. Um, we will jump into next week. We'll be going over the Royal Psalms. So uh, stay tuned for that. But other than that, have a great week. Hey, please be praying for me and the youth this week as we're at youth camp. We are so excited. What, what? Thank you for mm-hmm. everything you guys have done, all your generosity, church. We're so grateful. And we're so excited to be there tomorrow. Great. Thank you. Love y'all.